On this week's episode of Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap preseason week two. Uh, talk a little bit about our teams, what's going around camp as we inch closer to the regular season. And then, of course, we got to talk about episode three of Hard Knocks. All right, let's go. Welcome to this week's episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. I'm your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, I can't see you in person this week. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those throwback episodes. We're going yeah. retro with it. <laughs> and you can probably tell by the audio quality that, you know, these these Best Buy microphones are... <laughs> hey, hey, don't be knocking the, the snowballs, the blue snowballs, come on. But but that gives you the OG sense and feel, and I think it's going to be just as good because, honestly, I mean, we have hard knocks to talk about, mm-hmm. and we have some league news, but it's kind it of the calm, yeah, the calm yeah. before the storm, more or right. less, this week. Yeah, so this expect a shorter episode, um, I imagine, probably, and I think last week was a little shorter, too. It was under uh, an hour, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, and so I, I think that that's par for the course with this stuff, especially... With this year being the first year of preseason being weird and only having three games, so you're seeing even less starter action and, like, not having preseason at all last year. So some players are being like, I did just fine without that. So a lot of starting Mm -hmm. players or, you know, big names aren't even playing a snap this preseason. Um, Yeah, we're inching closer and closer towards the future where basically no one that you've heard of plays in the preseason. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so can, can we can we start with my team? Yeah, let's let's because you actually had some stuff going on. Yeah, um, I, I was hoping to uh, that you would ask me how I'm doing so I could say that I'm devastated uh, <laughs> because Devin Funches is on IR. His season is over and likely his career in Green Bay, if you want to call it a career, um, is also over. I don't think it's very likely that they bring him back in any capacity at any point in the future. And mm-hmm. he, I don't, I like, I've gone through such a roller coaster with Devin Funches where they signed him and I got myself excited. And then he opted out for COVID and the excitement went back down. And then this year I was kind of making fun of him. Cause like, you know, we got Randall Cobb and drafted Amari Rogers and it looked like, you know, he wasn't probably going to be involved. And then he looked awesome in the preseason leading up to this point, and I got my excitement way back up, and then he got hurt. And they didn't even, like, announce he was hurt. They just announced, like, IR, boom, and it, it, it's over. <laughs> it was so fast. So, I don't know. I don't know what to feel. It's I don't think we needed Funchess, but it's just, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a whirlwind. Yeah. Um... I, I, I just pulled him up because, like, I feel like Devin Funches has been in the league a long time. I mean, he only came in in 2015. Mm-hmm. But, like, his best year was 2017. Uh, started all 16 games, played all 16 games, 63 catches, 840, eight touchdowns. And then the year after, took a big took a big dip. Mm-hmm. Um, he only played one game in 2019. Obviously, he didn't play last year. So it's like feels like this dude has been forever because he hasn't actually played football really since 2018. Yeah, and it's Which like even weird. if you know he wants to be around next year or something like that in terms of his long-term outlook with the Packers specifically, at that point mm-hmm. he wouldn't have played football for 3 years. Yeah. And you know, he's not like fresh out of college or anything like that. So I just I don't see it. I wish him well. He he tweeted out something about like I'll be back very soon. And I was like, yeah. I, I I did have a snarky response, but it's just like, dude, do you know what what IR means? Like, you literally won't be back very soon. Yeah, like you're you're literally, you know, yeah. And like, it was for like a hamstring injury, like so. Well, and they, he was kind of on the bubble in terms of which receivers to keep and let go because he was he was showing some talent, but he I mean, probably this wasn't going to play special just the teams. Packers. This yeah. is clearly just the Packers doing it so they keep him on the team. They don't have to cut him. 
because like they can't justify well, if you're like, but if your IR in like before the season starts and you're not part of the 53 then you're done for the season no so, I know that yeah that, yeah I, I I'm aware of that but it's it's I'm saying like they can't like they're not going to drop him and lose him to another team you know because like he did take a big he was basically for cheap yeah um, and there will probably be some sort of injury settlement and he might end up on another team later this season I don't you know it's it's unclear but if it, I had it, to bet on it I'd say he's done in Green Bay it doesn't bode well for a dude that's going to be 28 for the next time he actually, you know, by next season. Mm-hmm. Um, and just looking at his measurables, like he's a 4740 guy, like 232. I don't know what his playing weight is, but he's, like he's a big he's not, dude. And, yeah. You know, th- that kind of lends itself to longevity concerns. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not a thing that you can like if you don't already have like that separation or career of it, then like you should just convert to a tight end at this point. Like. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, think I am looking he forward to a very good tight end or he could be good. I don't know. Yeah. And I am looking forward to, you know, the on sale Funchess jerseys. I might get one if they dip low enough, but I think we can, we can finally close the book on uh, that chapter in fourth string wide receiver Packer history. Yeah. Um, um, and Hey, well, Equinemius might still have a job. Who knows? Well, you know, that that's something that's always something. Thank God. You need to have as many weird receiver names as possible on your team. As many it's, syllables and letters and just yeah. all everything. You think and just yep. all, all, all of it, all of it. <laughs> um, just really make the guy making the jerseys just have to stitch all those we letters. We are going to run out of letters. Start to curve down the, the, the numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, let's stay, let's stay with it. So I, I honestly didn't catch it. I only caught some highlights mm-hmm. just cause I think I want to keep the trend of kind of keeping an eye on these first, this, you know, these rookie quarterbacks. Yep. Um, just, you know, cause it was a, anytime there's five quarterbacks taken. I mean, the first there's so round, many of them. It's, you know, it's, it's interesting. You always want you, they're always, they're all forever going to be, you know, interlocked. Like, like how Watson, Mahomes and Trubisky, it's looking like one generational, you know, unlimited ceiling guy, isn't that? And then you have a, you know, probably yeah, now. You, you have an MVP, up. an MVP, and uh, someone who be might bars. be in jail. You know. so, yeah, so a <laughs> yeah, so. uh, wide range of outcomes. But yeah, so I agree. you obviously went against probably the guy that's that's played the best. I mean, we can. I mean, what we said last week, you have to take all these stats, all this stuff that you see in preseason with a big old grain of salt because Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it, this is all we have to look at them at the pro level and you know, Zach Wilson as soon as the, there's talk with him at camp where when he's going ones up like one-on-ones, like you know, the the first team against first team, he doesn't look as good obviously and like mm-hmm. shocker, you know, it, there's going to be growing pains, but Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, the one and two pick, are going to be day one starters. So obviously they're going to be like, this is their time to really kind of ramp up to the speed. Everyone else probably won't be day one unless this Cam Newton stuff is going to continue with him not knowing the protocols. Yeah, who, who would have um, thought Cam Newton a little bit crazy? But uh, he, yeah, but but Zach Wilson, I, I did watch you know a good chunk of this game, um, and he looked he looked good. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it comes with that you know, usual caveat of uh, playing a backup, you know, predominantly backups on defense, but right. he looked good at a good connection, bunch of balls to Corey Davis yeah. and a couple of touchdowns to go with it. And, you know, he looked really solid. I know he got some praise uh, I think from I've, Rogers I think I after the fact mm-hmm. of the 20 completions that he has had in these two games. Um, 10 of them have gone to Corey Davis. Yeah. So he like, he is just <laughs> peppering Corey Davis um, yeah, and I mean, I think that that's that's pretty understandable given yeah. you know the rest of the uh, Jets receiving options. I think I'd probably throw to Corey Davis too. Not that he's awesome, but right. uh, he's you know he's definitely he's, the leader. He's there. the clear number one there. While like uh, it, it's one of those things where you know we don't talk too much about fantasy here, but like it, it's a late round flyer where you're like, all right, if you're seeing what you you know, it's, it's always hard with a rookie quarterback, but. You, if you're just looking for a guy that's going to get a lot of volume, a lot of targets, well, it's yeah, not and, a bad flyer. And sometimes rookies, more so than seasoned quarterbacks, have yeah. a tendency to over-target you know, yeah, specific guys in their offense. Guys. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. So, But all things considered, you know, I thought Zach Wilson looked good. He had a couple misses. He had a couple nice throws. I don't think he ever kind of fell apart uh, you know, catastrophically or anything. We did not 
get to see Jordan Love in this game. He was kept out kind of for precautionary reasons. He tweaked he his yeah, he tweaked his shoulder, I believe it was, or it was some part wow. of his his arm. Uh, it was on that strip sack uh, that was his final play last week. Okay. And so he had an MRI, came up clean. I think they kept him out just in an abundance of caution. So in his stead, we got uh, treated with the majesty that is Kurt Benkert, um, who seems like a really nice guy because he, he Kurt even his name twice. That's that should just not be a he technically yeah. he has three first names in his first and last name. Yeah, he's like a palindrome. He's like yeah. a, a Ben sandwich with Kurt bread. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the only the only really good. note I have from him. It, he, he had a nice game, too. He's probably not going to make this roster just because, you know, you're obviously keeping Rodgers in love, and maybe you keep a third quarterback, but that's not typical. Yeah. And he also had two consecutive plays where he uh, he got stepped on by the offensive lineman and fell on his butt right after the snap, which isn't really his fault, but it was just funny that it happened twice. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it, 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 ever, it never looks good on the quarterback when that happens. I yeah. know it's not technically their fault, but, like, whenever a quarterback just kind of <laughs> falls down as he's trying to backpedal or, mm-hmm. like, you know, going to his drop, it's just like, oh. It's it's that meme where it's like, if I had a nickel for every time an offensive lineman stepped on Kurt Benkert's foot and he fell down, I'd have two nickels. But it's weird that it happened that many times. Yeah. Um, another one, Michael Carter looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. He's a guy, like, he's one of the two – North Carolina running backs that came out, uh, him and Javante Williams, both of them, I would not be surprised by like, I don't know, end of September uh, into October that they are the primary feature back. I know like, especially shocker folks, Melvin Gordon already kind of hurt. Uh, I, I feel shocked. So it's, I mean, the, both these guys like that's, that's pretty impressive. Like, I, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, obviously he's a homer, I know back way back when, when the Gophers had Lawrence Maroney and Marion Barber, mm-hmm. um, that actually had both pretty successful careers in the NFL. I mean, as is what it is, they didn't weren't world beaters, but for guys that split time in college and they, you know, went in the pros, they overachieved with what they were drafted at. But, um, I don't know. I, I think like it's hard to look at these jets because like it, it had, they have a stink on them. Like they have like this, I mean that's just that it's that the, yeah that's the franchise in general. Something that the they're Adam doing Gase, this year. I yeah, feel like, but like Adam Gase like really made him stinky, and like after you always have to like tell yourself like okay this is actually they got some some young potential here. Obviously they're not going to be, you know they're not going to come out and take the division from Buffalo or Miami, but or even the Patriots are probably going to be finishing last, probably only win five six games. But Get those draft picks, baby. But they, you know, they, they if if they hit on a couple of these guys, that's that's foundational pieces, obviously. And, you know, franchises, you can't just turn it over in a day or in a year. You know, it, it takes yeah. time. Yeah, and the name of the game with rookie quarterbacks is, you know, it's kind of innocent until proven guilty where it's like he could be the guy until we're sure yeah. he's not. And yeah. we're not sure one way or the other yet about Zach, but he's definitely leaving that door open. So, And I, I've obviously been, you know, I'm I'm well documented on this as being a Zach Wilson fan. Um, I, I've liked him the best out of the, the prospects, but I obviously want him to succeed. Not thrilled days with the Jets, but like I said, it's a new Jets team. I like Robert Sala as their coach. You know, we'll, we'll see. I want, I, I don't really wish anyone to, you know, to bust quarterbacks, but you know, no, when, and, and I'm sure that you're, you're just, just blissfully thinking about uh, a future scenario where, you know, the Jets are just beating the Bills every year and Josh Allen regresses and all that good stuff. So I can't uh, I can't begrudge you that. Yeah. I mean, I I, I just, <laughs> okay. like you just I don't, I don't like, like you just agreed to that. I, I don't believe. I don't I don't really like this bit here. Uh, <laughs> I'm, put, I'm putting that clip up. Just yeah. And I'm yeah. tagging Bill's Mafia. Um, I th- this is like as these go games go on, I'm like. I think because like each quarterback so far that we've seen, like has all had their kind of preseason moment where they're like shining a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe this is a year where none of the quarterbacks will be like actually bust there. Maybe they're all just be like at least like a solid starter. Like, okay. Yeah, there's, there's no Josh Rosen here. I think. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, they, they look good. Like huge opportunity for Mac Jones with Cam Newton being gone. Um, like all week of practice with not knowing the protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mac Jones just continues to look extremely efficient. Like Josh McDaniels knows exactly 
how to, you know, scheme for him and play for, play to his strengths because, well, he's kind of similar to Tom Brady. So I, I can feel Bill Belichick like, you know, I think the company line so far has been that Cam is the starter until otherwise stated. But it's yeah. like, you know, Bill got out of a long term relationship with Tom Brady and he, he went for a wild ride last year with Cam Newton. Yeah. And at the end of it, he didn't really like where he ended up. And you can tell that, you know, Mac Jones is like eerily similar to his mm-hmm. his ex in this in this analogy. And he's just looking over there like, man, that looks like a nice, safe, stable relationship. Looks like a lot like what I had before. And, yeah. you know, my ex is out there on Instagram with, uh, you know, in Tampa Bay and looks like he's having lots of fun. And I I just I expect Mac Jones much sooner rather than later, especially if, you know, Cam keeps having his covid shenanigans. I just think like the because like Cam hasn't played bad like Cam's actually played like very well like I mean, he's this, played better than he did last year. Which this Patriots is team has nothing. played like has played really well. Um, their running game is ridiculous. Like I I don't I don't really know. It's one of those things like is Damian it could could Damian Harris like come out and lead the league in rushing? Like I I think absolutely. Will he? Probably not because I don't think they're going to lean on him that much are just on him with these other two guys, JJ Taylor and Stevenson coming out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm like, you got James White in there still too, but yeah, I, well, I don't know. The, the Patriots seem like mm-hmm. they went in hibernation, obviously when Brady left um, after their last, you know, that departure happened. Yeah, but they, they took a break. They took I a think gap that, year. like we're going to have it a little sooner than we think that the Patriots will kind of be back flexing themselves all over the AFC a little bit. Not not to the extent, I don't think, unless Mac Jones turns out literally to be Tom Brady 2.0. Um, He's got the body for it. He does have the body for it, that's for sure. Uh, uh, at do, least do you, do you want to talk about... Post-draft. Oh, yeah, post-draft, yeah. Do you want to talk about the uh, Trubisky revenge game? Yeah, so... Um, God damn, that was beautiful. I... <laughs> it's so funny to me because, like, obviously, so I have two brother-in-laws that are Bears fans, um, and they're, you know, they're not like toxic or anything, but it's just funny. Like they're not like this way, but every fan base will kind of have this where I remember when Justin Fields, when he lit it up against Miami, or, you know, when he had played really well, everyone's saying every team that passed on him, he's going to make, we're going to make you pay like this, is the future, mm-hmm. this is it. And then Trubisky comes out and lights it up against them. And they're like, it's just preseason. It's just preseason. I'm it's like, it's preseason. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and I mean, not that, you know, Fields didn't have, like, a terrible game or anything like that, but he got absolutely blown, you know, to yeah. the moon by a guy blitzing off the edge. Which, Helmet which flew off, headband said, like, flew off. De- yeah, def- definitely a dirty hit. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt, helmet to helmet, that's unacceptable. Yeah, and, like, they, and they threw a flag. But yeah. the, just the visual of, especially in comparison from, you know, oh, the game is just it's kind of slow to me. Kind of actually then, slow for me. And then, you, and then the next week you go out there and get your absolute doors blown off. And it's not a good look. And I hope it's a, it's a learning moment for Justin of what you should and should not say in, in your postgame pressers, no matter – you know, how good you think you did last week, it's probably not good to start, you know, making it sound like after one preseason game, you think the league is slow. Yeah, and it's just one of those things, like, that's that's just a comment you just keep to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, just say... That one like, doesn't oh, get past the brain filter. Yeah, just say, or say, like, you know, it, or how, how did the game seem out there? If you have to say something, be like, oh, it wasn't as fast as I thought it would be. Or I'm mm-hmm. like, it felt pretty good out there. Just say that. As soon as you say, like, the game feels slow, defensive players already have all the incentive and desire to welcome rookie quarterbacks in the league, mm-hmm. um, especially first-rounders, um, and one that, you know, Justin Fields has a chip on his shoulder. Um, and I, I think, like, that's just – you're just welcoming just pain. And Yeah. You know, he got up from it and all that. Like, you, you know, he's a – I don't – not knocking his toughness at all. I'm just saying, like, dude, you're gonna get killed if you keep doing that. Like, you need, you need like check yourself. Like, that's what happened with Joe Burrow. Like, people, coach, you know, Zach Taylor and coaches, and be like, dude, you gotta, you gotta be careful. Like, refs literally are coming up to him and like mic'd up things, being like, like, I, we're trying out, we're here to protect you. Like, slide, you gotta slide on those. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, and just get, you're trying to make a play, but yeah, it, it, it's 
like I said, hopefully it's a learning moment. Um, I didn't have really any specific thoughts on any of the other rookie quarterbacks from this week. I, I don't know. I, I thought everyone he, looked all right. Like, Trey Lance, Trey Lance played obviously a little bit more and mm-hmm. you know, he, he's really showing like he's doing what he needs to. He's obviously his mechanics are still a little wonky through an interception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that being said, Garoppolo was only out there for a series and three of six, 15 yards in an interception. Not great. Um, not the stat line you you dream about. No, and 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 I think that San Francisco, like we've said, I, I've said a lot. They are in no rush with Trey Lance. He's young. He's not even. I don't mean. I think he's like twenty one, maybe even now. Um, and so he's the youngest one of the class. I, I he's got a huge, a very high ceiling, but obviously very raw. Um, and I think he's you know he's making the positive steps forward. And he's in a great mm-hmm. situation, so it's probably he's in the best situation. I think he could get any of, the, of that, out of any of the quarterbacks. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, just being in that offense, you could make an argument that Mac Jones, but then you look at surrounding talent, like on offense, definitely the Niners have it um, over the Patriots, and just because there's a lot of unknowns with the Patriots right now. Mm-hmm. But um, did uh, here's, pretty- here's a question for you. Did uh, Trevor Lawrence peak too early, as in before the draft even happened, and now no one's talking about him at all? So I just think my my biggest thing is I I don't fault like this is not indicative. This these performances are not indicative of of Trevor Lawrence's ability. Like this, all this is showing is that Daryl Bevel and uh, Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator and the uh, quarterbacks coach for Jacksonville, respectively, it's a mess. There, there is there are a lot of issues they need to figure out because the the passing game, it's just so predictable, so stagnant, so boring. Nothing, no deep shots, nothing exciting going on. It's the so boring. Of- Travis Etienne just like yanked his own foot off. Yeah, he yeah he tore his yeah Travis Etienne tearing his Liz Frank. Um, I I don't I, know I don't, what that is. I'm not a I doctor. Either, but... I heard it and I'm like, is that like a Tommy John thing? Is it named after something? No, it's like literally spelled. I don't know. Is it like a tendon? I think. Um, uh, yeah. But either way, he's it, done for the year. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it's it's important. Whatever it it's is, very we're important. not sure what it is. But... Um, which is a bummer. Especially this is another reason why we don't draft in fantasy until preseason's over because ETN was a guy kind of rising up on the on the draft boards. But um, yeah. I, I I think that this is like I mean they had a lot of I think I saw they had three offensive linemen are out with injury right now, so they're all banged up, so they're not playing. So it's like. You know, there's a lot of things that he needs that that need to be working on for this offense. And it's not on Trevor Lawrence like that throw that he made where he was in his own end zone. I don't know if you saw it. I did. I think. Yeah, I think I tweeted or something but that. But like he rolls out across his body, defensive lineman come barreling in and he like, you know, he's tall. So he's able to throw over. Otherwise, it's a jump throw if you're not six, five, six, six like he is because this dude's coming at him with his hands up, like, you know, ready to take his head off. And he completes it for a first down. I mean, it, it's and he took a hit. I mean, it, but it was mm-hmm. it's he is the ability that he has is going to supersede it at some point. I still feel like training wheels are on, which, again, I mean, it makes sense. You know, we got to ramp them up. You don't want to, you know, kill confidence. But I'm like, if you're a first overall pick, if you're mm-hmm. if you're an NFL quarterback, you have all the confidence in the world. You should like if you're a starting NFL quarterback. You are probably one of the 32 best people at throwing a football in the world. So it's like in, in theory. Yes. In that's, theory. that's what it should mean in theory. Um, either way, I, you can make the argument for sure. If you're a starting quarterback, you're probably, I, I can't, I have to imagine you're a top 40 player, you know, yeah. of throwing the ball. So it's like, you should have confidence. That's why I'm like, these guys are having, of course, having confidence. They can't be afraid of their interceptions. Look at Peyton Manning. They let him throw like 20 interceptions or 18 interceptions his rookie year. That end was not indicative of his career. I just yeah, think like Pey- Peyton Manning overrated. Trial by fire. I just think like that's what it should be. Just throw him in the deep end. You know, it's it's fine. You know, to to fine. a certain extent, I agree with. To you. an extent, yeah. Obviously, don't get him out there and get killed. But mm-hmm. you know, that's where it's you know I think that's a good segue into to uh, the Vikings game here, where I'm like, Ooh. I yeah, you like that? I just think that they 
the training wheels are firmly on. And I'm like, I don't, it's so frustrating. Now, now, now paint me a picture. Cause I didn't watch the Vikings game. Mm-hmm. So what, like what exactly happened? So basically the, the offense was very stagnant. I mean, Kirk was only out there for, I think two series. Um, and you know, it's, it is what it is. Like they're, you don't have Cook in there. You don't really have mm-hmm. um, Jefferson and Thielen playing a whole lot. Thielen literally made had one target and Did he get hurts. He he. It was like one of those things where he got like stepped on. I think like cleated or whatever. Like just kind of mm-hmm. tangled up a little bit. He was just a little limpy. He's fine. Nothing's nothing's been made known about it. But um, there was defensive pi on that play. But whatever. The, the refs we're, were, not, we're not upset about it. No, we're actually not. The the refs were actually consistent in letting them be physical, which I'm happy with. Takeaways that I have, I mean, um, Chaz Surratt playing out of his mind in this preseason. A uh, guy that's... Now, if you had to tell me that guy's position, what would you say? He's a an outside linebacker. Okay, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> he was a former former quarterback. Um, outside linebacker though. Interesting uh, switch. College. Yeah. Um, and so he, he had a, he made an interception, uh, or not an interception. He had a lot of, ta- uh, near interceptions, a lot of tackles flying all over the place. Uh, a couple ta- of, the only touchdown loss. you guys had was a pick six, right? Yeah. Troy, Troy die got a pick six after a tip, uh, breakup by, um, uh, uh, Bashad Breeland, who is, was very, very good. I mean, he didn't allow a single catch, very sticky in coverage, um, which is good. Um, I don't understand why this is where it's one of those things where we have to caution fans. Um, just because a guy comes in and has to play quarterback because Mond and Cousins and Stanley are all out uh, due to COVID protocols, and he has to come in for a night practice and a bunch of fans get to see him. And he has a, a pretty good practice because that's the only guy you have to compare it to. That doesn't mean, oh, my gosh, we got lightning in a bottle again with like a Case Keenum. We found a new star- – like Jake Browning, possible starter. No, Jake Browning went, went undrafted for a reason. Like Jake Browning is practice squad for a reason. Like it's – I don't know. He, he has zero upside. Like if you want to have a lesser – like version of Kirk, then Jake Browning's your guy. He's not, he's not mobile. Like Kellen Mond can have, can be, he's, it doesn't have a crazy, like, you know, endless type of arm that Kellen Mond can have, but like, he's just like worse at every category than Kirk. So I'm like, what, what, what are we looking at here still? Why are we still going? Yeah. So while we're, while we're on Kirk, um, I heard that, uh, there was a doctor in town this last week. Correct. Um, and I don't, I don't think it changed anything. Well, from the I mean, yeah, they're, they're, well, maybe not for him, but I know mm-hmm. other players, and it's been responded well. I, obviously, as fans, we only know so much behind closed I, doors. But... I, I do give Zimmer credit for uh, clearly taking some steps to try and be like, Come no, on. Zimmer, <laughs> Zimmer's not happy about it. And yeah. uh, other news, um, Everson Griffin's back. Um, came... And he apologized. Well, he apologized way back in January. Kirk which and was, Zim. Which was, yeah, which was hysterical that, like, the media has been harping on. Like, that just crushed anyone on, like, you know, the the type of Vikings fans that want to see us lose. Um, because they can just say, I told you so, I told you so. Uh, there's far too many of those. But reporter Chris Thomason asked Kirk after practice about, now oh, has, has Everson, uh, has Everson apologized? He goes, oh, yeah, no, he, we, we talked back in January and he actually apologized, so it's, it's pretty much old news at this point, Chris. Um, and then Kirk decided, just kept continued to be tired of his shit and just just started laying into the dude, giving him shit, which is great because Chris Thomason is is a jackass. Um, and everyone knows Kirk Cousins' biting wit. He, he, yeah, actually, he was. <laughs> you know, is what it is. But okay, um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. It, it was one of those games like defense looked good. Um, I was happy with it. Good amount of pressure uh, generate on them. Uh, pass coverage looked good. Chris Boyd continues to play well. Um, I don't know. Gives me excitement, I guess. Preseason, like we said, who cares about the final score? You just look to see some positives going forward. So that's all I really had. 
Yeah, well, I think that probably does it for the non-Hard Knocks content, yeah. right? All right, let, let's, yeah, let's talk Hard Knocks. So this episode started either back in they're back in Frisco, they're back in their ridiculous the actual facility. stadium. And so the first thing that we have to talk about is, the is drone shot. Jerry Jones outfit. No, it's the drone shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, it was it was really cool. Yeah. And I think I think that going forward, you know, granted, you know, every team in the NFL doesn't have as cool of a training facility as the Cowboys. Uh, in fact, probably none of them do. Mm-hmm. I think that the drone shot is here to stay, and I think that we'll see it at Hard Knocks next year and the following year because yeah. you can make it look cool even if you don't have, you know, a palace like the Cowboys yeah. do have. And it's probably fairly cheap, but it's kind of like a, what were those things that like everyone was doing in their high schools at one point? You know what I'm talking about? Where like. They, it's like a lip sync or something where like everyone's like all set up and like, you know, as the drone flies by it, like a guy throws the towel into the towel basket, you know, it was all kind of queued up like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a fun thing and, and I appreciated it, which is good because I don't know, this is another situation where the rest of the episode, I'd say it was better than last week, but it wasn't it wasn't that great. Yeah. And well, the thing is, they only had a three hour window to get that right. Yeah. Which in terms of like filming wise, that's like no time at all. Yep. And like you, you even saw in the end, they had like a they showed it and they showed them like messing up like right away, going underneath like the, the statues in the courtyard area, the plaza. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, you know, knocked over the drone. <laughs> but I just wanted to think of like the, the, the intern, like the tech dude that just sitting there just like controlling it just sweat going oh, down that would face. be so stressful just like oh my gosh like being a drone pilot like, yeah oh. it's like your super bowl yeah it, like seriously and like but they they got it on the it it took them their 15th and final tries when they got it so they like imagine how many times they had to do that because that's that's ridiculous like i hope that dude is like actually employed if he wasn't before yeah. that's i don't know yeah, and so this episode it had the drone shot. It had uh, there's Trayvon Diggs, history. right? Yeah, well, yeah, it had a lot of history too about Jerry Jones, like kind of when he took over. Um, oh yeah, I, I didn't care about that at all. Yeah, and like <laughs> obviously, you know, having some backstory on them and and about how the Cowboys rising up in his in his ownership. Obviously, they had a shot at it. Where Lee Schreiber said they hadn't won a title and like almost 30 years or whatever it was, or 20 years. Or yeah, I, I feel like Jerry, the first part of Jerry Jones's career is negated by the fact that the rest of it has been what it is, where it's like, clearly he just kind of made a couple good moves or got kind of lucky and, yeah. you know, was successful early on because he hasn't sustained it. It would be like if, you know, Tom Brady won three Super Bowls, like in three years and then didn't win one for like 20 years right you know like it's like okay well clearly there was something going on back then that you know it's not like you're just really good at this in general yeah um but yeah we got a lot of we got we got to meet or talk with um Trayvon Diggs who is the second year corner out of Alabama obviously younger brother of Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. uh where he made an appearance on a face very very cute kid yeah always a Eight, sucker for the cute think, kid doing the yeah. Dances and handshakes and wearing and a fucking hat and yelling. Pat- Patrick Mahomes. It's like well, he, he clearly just forgot Dak Prescott's name. It was it was a it was a cute little moment. But it's just great that like Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Like yeah, me too, kid. You know, well, he, I, that, that's so weird to think about though. That like you ask like a kid that age for the name of a football player, it's probably Patrick Mahomes. Oh, for sure. And that's that's crazy to think about that. Like we're over here talking about the the Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's and you know, all these guys. And if there's one player that a kid knows, it's definitely Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And it's one of those things like Tom Brady is like when he retires, it's going to be really weird because obviously Drew Brees is retired. Eli already retired. Peyton's retired. The old guard. Uh, I mean, Roethlisberger's know. dangling by a thread. I don't Yeah. <laughs> like Brady, I think will be the last of that. I mean, like, the dude's been in the league over two decades, and it's I mean, like he, that's, he has to, yeah. He has in to our in our lifetime, like that's the stability we know. Like you obviously didn't have a lot of football memories before mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, so yeah. I don't know. It's it's wild. Uh, I, I I did write down a question that I wanted to ask you while watching mm-hmm. this episode. 
Um, so when the Cowboys scrimmage, do you think that Zeke scores a touchdown on every play? Because yeah. he definitely doesn't understand. I, that, I was like, going to say this too. People yeah. aren't tackling him like he he gets the ball and he like runs through like five guys arms every single time he gets to the end zone and celebrates like he did something and he's <laughs> like he's so... like yeah we, like we're eating today and i'm like and i like we I, we both said like we actually enjoy zeke like i think he's been one of the bright spots of this, he's a goofy dude the season but like I, I was like, Zeke, like, they're not going to touch you. Like, they're they're just tapping you. Like, that's yeah, like what they do in and the, and the intensity, I'm sure with most guys, you know, it's like they'll kind of grab you and they'll stand you up and that'll be it. But Zeke is going at 100 and no one's going to get injured, you know, taking a truck stick from Zeke to make a point in the preseason. So they all just kind of like, oh, well, he got by me. Like, it's <laughs> just every time they showed like six in a row where he just – Oh, 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 over here, over there. And then, like, into the end zone, and, like, he did something impressive. Yeah, and it's one of those things, like, you, you I don't like it as, obviously, so our draft order came out, back to fantasy football, and, and I'm sitting at 8th, Kevin's at 10th, and uh, I was sitting there, I was like, you know, would I love it if a guy like Zeke fell to me at 8? Like, because people, you know, have short-term memory with, with fantasy yeah. football, and they're like, oh, he kind of had a bad year last year where he still scored like over a thousand. He had over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns, which is still good. But like, but people are going to give him the hard knocks bump. I know, especially like, with him gosh, scoring now, a touchdown on every. Like, play. Everyone's going to be like, holy cow, he's going to be unreal. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so mm. it's just, it is what it is. Speaking um, of hard knocks bump and players like that, Amari Cooper exists. Yeah, they heard us. Finally, got to see Amari Cooper. Um super sad that like as soon as he's like oh first day pads get a practice oh sorry that's lightning we gotta go we gotta bring it inside and he's okay like, but like also like if it's it, like you can look at the weather and yeah. like it's probably gonna storm you have two practice fields yeah like, why were they even outside at all outside has like it's like multiple fields so i think it's just like i guess ideally they're out there because they can have the all separated, you know, everyone could be practicing at the same time. But even, Whereas even like, all, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, and they're all inside. They have to kind of section off a field and, mm. you know, it's, is what it is. But well, yeah. And so, you know, Amari Cooper comes back and they kind of, you know, spotlight him for a second and then they have to go back inside. And I think he got like one or two slow-mo shots and then they go and he'll be teaching you know, the up and coming receiver and they go right back to CD lamb. I mean, Amari Cooper got like probably 90 seconds of focus before they're like, but also look who he's talking to right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a feels bad. Another, another thing I noticed, uh, there's, this continues to be a weird trend this season where I feel like it's more so than any other. They just keep like having these random scenes because I don't think they have a whole lot of coverage or like a footage to go with or interesting mm -hmm. storylines where it's like, they keep showing these weird little blurbs, like the Isla of like, I want that cake, which I'll go into a second about him because <laughs> we actually got clarification more about it. Uh, Cause we were right where we were right on guessing who that was. Yeah. But Dak Prescott, like when they were showing in the quarterback room or offensive coordinator room or whatever, they're like, when he was talking about when he was a kid, he used to wear like the super tight under armor under his school clothes. Oh yeah. To, like tuck in like, it's a weird move. He's like fat around it because I guess he was a fatter kid, maybe. <laughs> so I'm like, Wah. and then he really started finding out that he really does not like people in costumes. Like he, the mascot, he's like, I don't. He's like, no, like they're creepy. Yeah, I don't. They, I don't they have, have like a good ninety seconds of those guys just kind of awkwardly discussing if the mascot were a murderer. Yeah. And and I was just sitting there and I was like, you guys could make this episode forty minutes and just cut out all this all the stuff it, it that's did just bizarre. Back, it did bring you back to when Rodney Anderson on the Panthers a couple years mm -hmm. ago saw their mascot, Sir Purr, and was like, what's that bear doing up there? And Curtis <laughs> Samuel's like, what? What? Like, that, that's Sir Purr. Are, oh, are that, we, are we what, not the bears? Call him. That's what you call him? He goes, no, that, that's his name. He has a name? Like, yeah, that, <laughs> that's the Panther. Like, wow, and I will say that crazy. the Cowboys mascot, I don't even remember what the fuck his name is, um, but he... It's always weird when you have a human mascot. Yeah, it's because creepy. It creepy. That one's creepy. Because they like, all have big giant heads, right? Yeah. So then you have two options. You can either go the route that the Cowboys mascot goes and have 
big giant cartoon arms. Which Rowdy I think is, is his name. Rowdy, okay. It's, it, and the big giant cartoon arms, I think, is the better way to go. I don't think it's great, but I think it's better. Or you can go the Purdue Boilermaker route, where you have this gigantic cartoon head, and then, like, regular human arms coming out that look very small next to a giant head and you know kind of make you look like a noodle armed cartoon and so i don't know i've just always found human mascots to be creepy i've seen kind of both like i'm looking at pictures of this dude and like i'm seeing both like obviously he's kind of wearing like a suit in most of them but i've Mm -hmm. seen some where his arms are not as like big but I, either way, for for anyone like you should put in a picture of this guy. Like this is it's weird, and like I don't know. I the, the face is creepy. It is creepy. I, I'm with Dak on that. Like, yeah, it's a little strange. It's it's very strange and big I out. I, I'm out on human mascots. I don't like it unless they're actually like a human being. As soon as they're put a head on, I'm like. That's where it gets weird. Yeah, but human uh, beings are also boring. You know, like, what, you're going to have a guy in a cowboy hat? Like, that's the mascot. Like, you got to yeah. really go over the top with a regular human. Um. All right. The la- and then <laughs> about the the I Want Cake guy. His name is Isaac Arlacon, uh from Monterey, Mexico. Um. So he came in through the NFL's International Pathway Program. Um. Which is, probably- which is neat. That's, yeah. That's which a is- neat thing. And he he's he was on the practice squad I think last year they said, mm-hmm. um, and he's probably gonna make the team. I, I mean he's looking to have he's looking he keeps yeah, having he, good games and, and he's he's gonna make the team. And I, I wanted to make sure I had this on the record that I think that you know the the program he's in there with is cool and he seems like a nice dude. I can't stand his mom. Ah yes. Oh my god, especially at a preseason game. Yeah, like. Like, someone needs to explain, because I'm sure she doesn't really, like, grasp the whole, like, or I'd, I'd assume she doesn't grasp the whole format of preseason, regular season, you know, all that, kind of the nuances of, of that distinction. But, <laughs> I mean, oh my god, I have never seen someone freak out so much about a preseason game. And, like, the team in general, it wasn't even like he had the ball. I mean, it was it was very annoying. Yeah. I... I, I just could not fathom being in front of her, front of them, and being like, "Oh my word!" Because you know they're way up in the nosebleeds too. Oh yeah. So people that are up there aren't looking to be rowdy. They're not looking to most of the time. I mean, they're just hanging out watching a game, especially at a preseason game. It's like, geez. And then they find out, "What does your son play? Oh, he plays guard." Okay, let's let's all let's, just let's all let's just take settle down. Let's take a breath. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was all I had. It just it made me visibly uncomfortable <laughs> during that whole exchange. I was just like, please stop. Shout out to uh, Cowboys main room supervisor Jonathan Jackson for just you know taking Dak's money, being a badass, <laughs> and being a, a fourth generational being, employee, being of the a goddamn Cowboys. alpha. Yeah, like that's absurd. <laughs> like. I, I want him to get some fan mail. Like that would be great. That, that, that was cool. I feel like they like, I don't know. They almost like, I wish they would have spent more time with him and like, I, about I like his huge, story or something. Huge proponent on like every year in hard knocks, kind of talking more about the operational team, like going yeah. more into, they've kind of talked a little bit about like in past about like equipment managers and like how much equipment people have to do. And like to get things ready, but I I don't know I'd like that it'd be so much more interesting I think for a lot of casual or a lot of fans yeah um, and I'm sure every team life. has kind of an analogous person yeah who's who's you know been there for a fourth generation or whatever um sure. I also have a note for all the hard knocks producers listening to this podcast stop showing like games like board games card games chess whatever the hell they were playing this it's not fun to watch on tv because it's cut together because you're not going to show the whole thing it takes too long there's no way to follow what's going on it's just a bunch of people sitting in a circle and at the end one guy goes ah i won and it is the most boring shit in the entire world it was salvaged this week because it was kind of funny to watch him shit talk dak you know kind of during and after but my God, I don't know who in the production crew wants to keep doing stuff like this, but they need to stop. And I, I don't know. I, I did like they talked about uh, like 
it, it, they they keep trying to focus on Ben DiNucci, and clearly that's not going well. I bet they were so upset when he threw his third interception. Because <laughs> you could have seen the redemption of, okay, he threw two, but he bounced back, and he won and them he the game. he marches down the field, wins. Yep. And he had a perfect one. opportunity, and he just nooched it so hard. And, like, I don't know. He's not going to make the team, I don't no. think. We haven't seen a single play of, like, Garrett Gilbert. We saw one of, like, Cooper Rush and, like, I don't know. It just – it always see that as throws and you just got Mike McCarthy being angry and all upset on the mm-hmm. sideline. I'm like, all right, chill out, Mike. I don't – Yeah, I, I got a bad feeling about the Newtster. Also, uh, biggest I, – I am so shocked that Dan Quinn uh, was – had to sit out for close contact, so he's not vaccinated. I'm shocked by that news. I feel shocked. <laughs> Um, but you know, I've been to a lot of guys at the moment, actually. Like, it would have been so the great. Entire if they Titans won. staff. It would have been so great if they won and they had like a really good defensive game and he wasn't there. <laughs> like God, yeah, mm-hmm. like this, you're exactly like your tenure in Atlanta when let's you see. didn't call play calls or call plays, then you were actually good. Yeah, let's see if we could do a Venn diagram and figure out where the problem is. Oh, look, it's you. Oh, it's you, Dan. <laughs> um. Uh, shout out undrafted free agent rookie uh, running back Jaquan Hardy, um, who tried to play when he lost a contact lens last week and just dropped the shit out of the ball. <laughs> and then he came up with a quote. I've never I've, I've worn contacts. When I was in seventh grade. Never heard. I'm one and one before. And then he had to rock the spec goggles. No, it like, sounded like he was saying like, you know, like one oh one, like he was like the first pick in the first round or something. But then. They they must have showed twelve different people laugh at the one and one like line, and at the end of it, I was like, okay, stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. I don't know. Um, it was funny. It was funny seeing like Pollard and Zeke just like cracking up about. Love it. the dude. I don't know who said it, but the guy that said you're looking like a creative player, like <laughs> just, just absolutely body bagged the dude. Yeah, and then him not knowing who like Eric Dickerson is and all that. I'm like, that's dude, not a good sign for woof. running back. Like, I get that you're only like. Probably like twenty two years old, but still, like, but come on, you're running back. Yeah, that's kind of important. Uh, last thing I have, Mike, where the fuck are our mojo moments? What's going on? Like, if you don't smash it, a, I mean, they're, yeah, there's the mojo it's, moments have been entirely dropped. He, I, I, I'm almost positive now that that was literally just something for Hard Knocks, and he probably never brought it up again. Yeah. He probably forgot. I don't know. But then he literally brought up the first week of Hard Knocks. He's like, "All right." Then they already he already forgot. It's like Mike, no, there's there's like more episodes of this. Well, but but you can tell that like he brought it up that first week, and they had stuff at like out at the practice where like all the assistant coaches were yelling mojo moments, and like it was a very important thing for a very short period of time, and then everybody dropped it. He had like the mic, the whole like Austin Powers thing, like mm-hmm. set up. I'm like, this, this is just a terrible. No, okay, an intern set that up. There's no way Mike okay. McCarthy well, knows how to work to like a laptop. But you know that was him doing like, hey, you should do that. And this intern's like, what? Mm. I don't. Is this relevant? All right, sure. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mike. <laughs> also, Mike us. McCarthy has picked up a Southern accent. Yeah, he's always been kind of Southern suspect. I think that comes from kind of growing up uh, in Pennsylvania in that area where he's from originally, you kind of, you know, it's not Southern, but there's a little something, something there. But since going down to Texas, I mean, he is, he is almost full twang at this point. Well, he's like, he's totally the dude that like, he's just trying to assimilate himself. He's a chameleon. Yeah. He's like, growing yeah, a he's, beard. He's wearing he's aviators. So trying. Like he just <laughs> want the way he was just staring at, Jerry Jones in their first like press conference, that weird emotional one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like weird. I'm like, he's like just trying to be like, are you proud of me, dad? Like, I, I, I want to see Mike snap and just try to like alpha Jerry. I want to, <laughs> I want to see them fight. I want to know what that looks like. Wouldn't that Jerry be great? Bring in like a couple dudes that are just like, come out of nowhere and just break Mike McCarthy's arm or something. Just like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're in Jerry world now, bitch. It's just like, just Oh God, spit on him and walk yeah. out. <laughs> fucking or like spits on him and then throws him a hundred dollar bill and said wipe your tears fat bitch just, just <laughs> pour like a like a barrel of oil on him <laughs> and light him on oh, okay i shouldn't i shouldn't advocate lighting that oil on fire that's that's too far but 
We're we're like in an episode of Deadwood. It's just like it's just, Jesus, man, the Wild West down there, Jerry World. Best know your place, Mike. <laughs> yeah. All I can think of though is the South Park. The Jerry Jones and eyes like blinking at the <laughs> times are huge. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, I, right. that would be a great finale for Hard Knocks. We'll never get to see it, but it would no. be very funny. Oh, it'll be great. <laughs> um, okay, I got nothing else on Hard Knocks. Um, got a couple more episodes of it, I think. I don't think there's another. Yeah, I, mean, I think got, there's just one. Is there just one? I thought we have two. Um, I don't I'm pretty know. Sure it's two. I think there's one after talking about like next week's game, and then there's another one uh, about like the final cuts and all that to get down and get re- go into the regular season with. Okay, That's I how gotcha. Um, you know, but, yeah, we didn't really get to see much for our other guy, Azur Kamara. He a little bit. He we didn't really see do him well. not be effective. Yeah, um, very um, much. So I don't know. Seems like some of the guys, like Demarcus Lawrence and other ones, they they like him. They like they like his potential. Um, they don't think he's being used properly, but I don't know. I'm shocked that he's still a defensive end. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. Well, this is going to be coming out. We're obviously recording this on Thursday because I had, didn't want to really record. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yesterday or Wednesday was my birthday. So uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm sure you saw that. And I did. Oh, I did not, four or five. I did not turn 45. Um, I am, I'm not that old. But um, All right. Well, we're going to be back regular scheduling next week. Uh, episode should be out. Uh, next Thursday, to, this episode's going to obviously, you're listening to it, it's probably Friday. Um, uh, so, yeah. Thanks again for listening to our episode of Third and Forever, presented by 10,000 Takes. You can go to their website at 10ktakesmn.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You just search 10K Takes. Also, find us on Twitter and TikTok at third underscore forever, 10K, where we post uh, our episodes each week, as well as memes. Gifts, tweets, news, everything, everything, Uh, everything and anything NFL football. Uh, Thank you to all of our new followers. We received a good size uptick in the last week. Uh, Welcome. Uh, Expect very regular content uh, as the football season. Exclusively Mitchell Trubisky related content. (laughs) As as TikTok likes to. That's the algorithm. Figured out the algorithm. It's all Trubisky all the time. Trubisky and Alex Jones. That's. That's that's what it is. That's, if he ever does an interview, we're going to be all over it. Oh, yeah. Um, I've been your host, Adam Oz. Joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, final words. Jameis. <laughs> <laughs>